Episode 59 of Pods In the Key of Springfield Your voice sounds different tonight uh, Tonight we're looking at Season 5, Episode 21 Secrets of a Skinner Successful Butter Song Marriage Of a Successful Weeding D- Of a Successful Weeding Is that what you call the habit that you have, <laughs> Elliot? <laughs> Uh, oh dear! Uh, I do. I do like to um, uh, uh, do stuff at four twenty in the PM. Ah, oh, that's the sex number, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, so I like good. to have sex at four twenty. <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, Sixty nine times. I mean, that if anything, that sounds onerous. Um, <laughs> Jesus, sixty nine times. Imagine, imagine. Um, so, in this episode of Pods in the Key of Springfield, we are. Lo- oh, we're also going to do top five of season five. I should probably say that. Top five, season five. Ding, 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 ding. Was that five dings? Ding, 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 ding. Five alarm chili. Uh, so in this Secrets of a Successful Marriage episode, we see uh, little Marge and little Homer go on a little break when Marge says, get the fuck out of my house. Homer and his little tattered rags. Um, did you find, by the way, so th- there's a big argument they, they split up. We'll get to all of that in due course. But did you find that this episode starts with a very, very violent turn? It starts off with a poker game where the, where the boys, the boys, accuse Homer of being slow. And then he goes to an adult education facility to try and stop being slow. And then he's teaching. Like, mm. it is a very violent left turn. Oh, it is rapid fire, man. If only it was that easy to get a teaching job. I mean, imagine being a teacher. But Excuse me. Oh. What the fuck is this? Oh, hey, man. Oh. Uh, uh, oh. Uh, what the fuck is going on right here, uh, right now? We're we're recording um, pods in the in in the Key of Springfield. James. Yeah. Did you did you not notice anything was missing? No. Um, we got host Nick and co-host Elliot. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a normal episode. What are you talking about? What the fuck? What is happening here? Who do you think this man is? Uh, that's E Train. That's E Train. <laughs> your J Train. I'm J Train. I'm Cubal. Okay. <laughs> and that's Cubal. You're an idiot. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, everyone, we've got a special guest on this episode of Pod in the Key of Springfield. Welcome, James. James. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh man, I Did was. Do you think I was... if you just started recording while I was out of the room, I wouldn't notice? You know what I found really weird. So just to pull back the curtain a little bit. I found it really weird to do that pretense, looking at Elliot trying to get like a natural rhythm going, and then in the like through the doorway, I can see James sitting on a couch waiting for his cue to come in, just glaring at me, going, "You're not doing a very good job of this. <laughs> you, you skipped so far ahead. You you need to set up the fact that this episode's about a separation better, so that the joke pays off." And I'm like, "Man, his voice sounds gruff today." <laughs> That's what I always sound like, isn't it? Hey, it's me. James. Hey, it's me, James. Hey. Nick, you'd better do a better job of setting up the bloody episode. Nick, you can't jump straight into the education angle. What'd you call me? You heard me. Nick, you c- <laughs> jump straight into the education angle. <laughs> yeah, you heard what I said. Yeah, yeah That's I, what did. Did. <laughs> I did. I um, did. And uh, just eat the mic a little bit more, James, and... Just eat the mic? Okay, okay. Yeah. Eat, eat that shit. Man, I'm jumping. that's, that's going to be a good treat for our friend Mike, who's here on the fourth microphone. <laughs> eat that mic. <laughs> oh, we already ate Mike. He's, uh, he's gone. So this episode... Could say there's a little bit of Mike in all of us. <laughs> this episode, that was good. This episode opens he was with... delicious. Sorry. With the lads. The lads. The boys. The boys. The boys. Playing, a, an, bit of, uh, playing a bit of poker. With an I and a Z. And I, I looked around the room during this scene. I'm like, there's Nick, there's Elliot. We're having a bit of a boy's day. Why aren't we playing poker? We're watching The Simpsons recording a podcast like I have, fucking nerds. I have a very good reason for why I don't play poker. My attention span is too short to learn the rules. Because to me, <laughs> poker and drinking games fall under the same category of if the rules take longer than 30 seconds to explain, not interested in playing your game. Mm. That's Mark, not how anything's meant to work. But that's how things work <laughs> for me. Like, Would you like me to explain how poker works? No, I really don't want you to because people have, people have done it to me before. What? People have explained the rules of poker to me before and I just tune out. Like, I get that the cards have a value and you want to have a good value, but jeez. 
just and it's kind of like there's fucking 52 of them or something yeah exactly Nick, I'm, you I'm, watch the football every weekend <laughs> it's much more complicated yeah it is but i mean you remember the names of hundreds of players i do remember the names <laughs> of hundreds of players and the weird part is i'm still learning the rules of football but for some <laughs> but I, I think there's, there's, there's actually a very handy difference there. Thank you, James. Thank you. Thank sure. you. For, thank you for segueing me into this. Sure. Because even though I am still learning the rules of football, several years into being a football watcher, a footballman, um, you can get the basic concept of oh, you need to score more points than the other team, and there are certain things you can and can't do. Cool. The all the other rules about exactly what it means to uh, exactly what a holding the ball means, exactly what an incorrect disposal means. Elliot's just realised we need to turn the air conditioner off because it's being picked up in the microphones. I saw him swear silently. It was very good. Thought I'd pull back the curtain and, and destroy the fact that That's he what was happens doing when it you're subtly. recording without me. It is. It is. It all just falls to shambles. But with with football, you can gradually pick up the nuances. With poker, I feel like you need to start with a complete understanding of how the game works. Yeah, if or you're you playing play the, game. the game. Yeah, that's why I don't play. <laughs> but it's not that hard. You, you figure it out pretty quick. It's like a six-minute learning curve. All I know is every time I've played poker, I've ended up nude. Not because I'm playing nude. strip poker, but just because I'm bloody bored and I want to spice things up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is that why we're not playing poker today? We're yeah. recording a podcast about The Simpsons instead? I am still nude, though. You are, you're constantly nude, though. We don't Constant. make mention of it, but I have seen your, your chungus a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, of all the nouns you could have chosen. Went with Chungus. Anyway, uh, sign up to my new channel, uh, CNN, Constantly Nude Nick. <laughs> <laughs> what was that joke? I don't know. I just, because when you said Constantly Nude, I was like, oh, Constantly Nude Nick, CNN. That's something. Oh, it's like your second channel next to the BBC, uh, the Bloody Big Chungus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've, I've always said, it's ABC, always be Chungusing. <laughs> Chungus uh, is the closest. Are we bad, man? Uh, I, I don't think so. Okay, good. Joking about each other's chungai doesn't make us bad, does it? <laughs> chungai. Chunguses. Okay, uh, so this episode of The Simpsons what? is a weird one, and I have mixed feelings about it. We'll get mm, into it. Maybe sure. some people get angry at me when I say that parts of this episode fucking suck, and I don't like them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my first question... How did Lenny not know that Homer hadn't left his house yet? Yeah, that's a bit of a... It's like, comic misappropriation of, yeah, uh, I guess so. you, you know, standard norms, Nick. Stand, you know, stand, standard norms? Standard norms. Yeah. Is that part of our norm watch? A it seg- could be. A recurring segment that we haven't touched for probably 30 episodes at this point? <laughs> I feel like norm pops in here and there. We have deviation from the norm. That's a thing that we say a lot, I think. Deviation from the norm. Did you notice any norms in this one, Elliot? No, they're not at the poker game. Uh, was he in the class? No, they seem to be familiar recurring characters. Mm, yeah, they were familiars. Actually, there was one guy in the tobacco chewing class that I've never seen before. Ooh. And I, I wonder, because tobacco chewing seems like a fairly norm activity, right? Strong Maybe he was the one Hello. that uh, was confused and went into Homer's class when he was meant to go into the tobacco chewing class and he was the one that spat on Homer. Perhaps. An off-screen norm. Wouldn't that have been amazing if the guy spat the tobacco at Homer and he's like, Norm, you've got the wrong class. <laughs> that would have been an amazing it, it would have felt like a shout out To us To us specifically from, yeah. What's his name? Mutt Growling? <laughs> yeah, Mutt Growling yeah. I'm Mutt Growling Ruff, ruff, ruff <laughs> Famous cartoonist and slash dog yep. Yes after, after the poker scene We see the Simpsons eating breakfast the next day At the breakfast table Did you notice that the breakfast they were eating Looked awfully dinnery? There were mashed potatoes and peas in this uh, breakfast, I oh, think. Oh, wow. Yeah. You That's know, interesting. I hadn't noticed that. The one weird thing I noticed, everybody was eating out of a bowl except Homer, who was given a plate. With that his is, mashed potato and peas. That is mm. also strange. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Already like, we see the basic family unit collapsing <laughs> in this opening yeah. moment where even the concept of dinner and breakfast have become so intertwined for these people. And, and everyone else is happy with their... What do you have for breakfast? Gruel? I don't know. Breakfast is not my meal. <laughs> breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> Brexit is not my is meal. That, is that how it's pronounced? I've only seen it written down. <laughs> what did you have for breakfast this morning, Nick? Uh, I, ha- I actually had a very traditional breakfast. I had five wheat picks. I had a very... This morning, I had like 
yogurt and muesli and I was eating that and I was seeing the thing oh this is like the fourth day in a row that I've had like a, a sensible breakfast this is good I thought don't congratulate yourself for that <laughs> you piece of shit that's very good <laughs> such a basic thing one basic m- breakfast achievement unlocked <laughs> one of my favorite God damn it. Oh, like a, a classic first chapter of a video game trophy. Like, <laughs> yeah. you started the game. Ding, trophy. Uh, yeah, okay, thanks. Um, no, one of the things I find interesting, because I haven't eaten, like, breakfast... I'm, I'm not a breakfastman. Mm. I haven't really eaten breakfast since about 1999. It's currently 2019 at the time that we're recording this. And my, my favourite thing now is there's all this trend in, like, weight loss and dieting of intermittent fasting. Hey, don't eat, like, at all hours of the day. Just eat in like a seven or eight hour window. Just have lunch and dinner. I'm like, well, I've been doing that for 20 years and I'm still a big chubby boy. <laughs> I kind of feel like intermittent fasting maybe doesn't work. Well, isn't breakfast meant to be a thing that does kick it? Like it kicks you off your metabolism? Yeah. And, and so I know. I noticed, Is fasting a good idea? I don't, I don't know. But I, <laughs> I do notice that when I do have breakfast, I am furiously hungry by 11.30. Yes. Yeah, me too. It's annoying, it. right? It's so frustrating. I think that's how it's meant to be though. Mm. But yeah, that's the thing with me is like at breakfast time, I am just not hungry. And mm. like, even this morning, all I had was a banana and a plum. And <laughs> what, a, what a fucking combination. Did you have one single solitary plum? <laughs> and a banana. Served in a man's hat, floating in perfume. Floating in yeah. perfume. Thank you know you. the quote I always think about when I'm eating my breakfast plum is uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> Tell him to eat a plum. Oh, fuck. That's good. Um uh, my dad used to have a phrase of uh, uh, he once saw a bag of figs that were from Iran, and he decided the phrase Iranian fig was very funny. So <laughs> that is funny. To, he used to say, "I'll oh, tell him I couldn't give an Iranian fig." <laughs> Iranian figs, <laughs> like Arabian plums. <laughs> I like in this opening this okay. breakfast scene where Homer asks the family if he's a bit slow, and her Bart responds with "buh," and Lisa responds with "snare." Yes. Now I've responded to a lot of things in my life with "buh" and "snare," and nobody ever quite understands what I'm doing. That's good. This is the the tedious life I live, where oh, people is- are constantly confused by my bullshit and my minutia. Is this a micro? The- is this a how the Simpsons has ruined your life? Yes, it is. Yeah, tremendous. <laughs> the little micro quotes. Yes, snare. Yes. I've always liked snare. Micro quotes is a very good phrase for them. Um, yes. Yes. Yes, good. Yes, good. Yes. It's good when things are good. But sometimes things are bad, like a lot of this episode. Sure. Now, I am a teacher. This is established. I teach. I'm yes. a teacherman. You're a teacher. And this episode is about a teacher. Mm. And that Homer becomes a teacherman. Where's the link? <laughs> Where is the link indeed? <laughs> well, I was watching this episode and I was thinking, does education make people's lives better, do you think? Do you think my job is worthwhile? Do you think I'm contributing to society in ways that are valuable? I think it generally does. I mean, there's a lot of education that, as you know, there's a lot of things that I struggle with seeing the value in. Mm. I don't think Shakespeare should be taught anymore. Um, the time I tried to teach you how to play poker. I know the time. You, yeah, that, that teaching experience wasn't good for me. Generally, on the whole, education, good. Hmm, E-Train, a- have you got any thoughts? Uh, yeah, um, I got a degree in something and it's completely useless, but it was a fun ride. <laughs> okay, good, good. Was that your degree in music? I think so. Yeah. Okay. It was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so, um, but, I mean, uh, James, do you, do you take influence from this episode? Like, do you teach from the Socratic method or more the... You, Sta- standardized text? Or the Mo method? Uh, the second one, Xylophone. <laughs> Wait, what's the Mo method? Of just dancing in front of the class? <laughs> And pulling out a shotgun, yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, the way I teach is more, you know, like classroom interaction. I make them talk to each other. I yell at them a lot, you know. I walk in, they're like, oi, oi, oi. I just say oi a lot until they learn English. Oh, it's the Australian way. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, I have, uh, this is a terrible joke. I have two degrees, that bit's true. Um, I was going to go get another, but I've heard that the third degree burns. Ooh. Mr. Burns, Monty Eat. Burns. You know oh, his from name. the Simpsons. From the Samsons. Ah, okay. No, yes. wait. What do you call from the, the sandwich? From the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the guy that ru- the, the guy that hires Homer to become a teacher, uh, the guy that for some reason says, "Yeah, you with no qualifications, you can teach a class." Yeah. Is that database's <laughs> dad? <laughs> Potentially. Like, he because he looks and talks an awful lot like one of the super happy friends or whatever they're called. And if I was going to put my chips on one, it would be database. And I don't really remember which one database is. But 
the bass player. Database is the one that Matt Groening really hates for yeah, some reason. Fair Mark Rowling. Um, big round, yeah, round frame glasses. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now that the teacher is gone, we can play the forbidden music. That one. I reckon if that is his dad, like I reckon he's a shill for the. I can't believe it's not Butter Corporation. Oh yeah, I can't believe it's not Buttercorp. Yeah. It does. It bothers me the the weird like plotting logic of this, where Homer walks in because he wants to learn more, and yeah. instead it immediately pivots to him becoming a teacher. That's a bit spurious. Hang on, I've already mentioned that. I, that was when when Elliot and I were talking about the very fast turn that this. Oh, sorry, you, you, piece of shit. Sorry, you, yeah, that's right. You weren't here when we started the episode. Oh dear. No, so everyone oh, fast forwarded right through that. I assume. Well, I mean, you could say he got to the learning annex and then learned that you know if Lenny could teach a class then he could teach a class so he really that, Lenny that, in that, situation. that was his education it's good to see Lenny back alive by the way after Burns's air where we see him fall into a hole and die yeah, yeah. try to land on Leonard's corpse although do you think it's possible that this is some sort of alternate universe Lenny that has wandered into this one some sort of omelette time flip whatever the fuck has I, happened I think, here I think what happened here is that uh, on the way down in uh, on, on the way down the the chute, the trapdoor chute in Burns's air, yep. uh, Lenny was um, on was riding a bike and had a crash at the same time that there was some kind of power blackout. So now Lenny's the <laughs> <laughs> Lenny's the only one who remembers how to teach lessons, which is why he's a teacher now. He's woken up into a world where no one knew how to uh, chew tobacco. <laughs> yeah, no one knew. No one knew. And they were like, man, this tobacco Yesterday, chewing of yours. And we yeah. were chewing tobacco without Lenny. <laughs> and they're fucking spitting on Homer, tobacco on Homer, not using the cuspidor. I mean, that is what it is that for. That is what it's for. Yes. Cuspidor. Very good. To be fair to this episode, it is fairly realistic how easily Homer gets this teaching work, I think. When I first started teaching at university, I was 23 and had never done the topic I was teaching, and they probably should not have given me that job. I walked into the classroom and looked around like, what the fuck am I doing here? Now that I'm an old man, I have too much confidence, if anything, in myself as a teacher. I walk in thinking, I know this entire book inside out. I'm the smartest one in the room. I'm going to nail this. Well, y- you are a straight white man in your late 20s, early 30s. Of course, you, of course you have unearned confidence. <laughs> we, we all do. You are the second person to say that exact sentence to me in the last 14 hours. Hold I don't know fu- what's going on. Hold the fucking phone. Yep. Is, is that a story? I don't know this story. Who else said that to you? I Just someone last night. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I walked up and tried to kiss them. They weren't into it. They said I... <laughs> I had a lot of unearned confidence. That nah, wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Um, it's a felony to tease the order box. So when Homer up, goes up to the drive-thru, yep. you know a felony is like a cunt, a, is, is a nation-level crime in America. Like, that is mm. a serious crime. It's not just a state crime. It's not just a state crime. It's not just a misdemeanor. It's not just a fucking whatever. It's a felony. Like, that's the equivalent here in Australia of being a federal crime. That's insane. Federal crime. That means the Commonwealth Police have to come and arrest you. I've got a, I've got a general question about fact, this, uh, this. That The last bit's actually not technically true. The state police can cooperate, but it doesn't matter. Ah, oh, the state police. The state if you police. commit state crimes. Or dream crimes, the dream police will come after you. The, the dream, dream police. police will come after me. So, look, I had a bit of a thought watching this episode. There's something about this episode... That fundamentally does not make sense to me, and it was bothering me okay. while watching this. Sure. Homer is running a class on how to have a successful marriage. Mm. The class is occupied entirely by unmarried people. Aren't they getting a bit ahead of themselves oh, here? That's mm. a really good point. Because I made they all note- seem to be not only unmarried but single. Yeah, that is a really good point. It's, yeah. it's oh fuck, because I noticed. Like, I had a note it's saying... like learning how to run before you can walk, bro. Baby. Baby. I had a, I had a note saying... Sorry, isn't it the same as doing a degree in teaching before you become a teacher? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you said you didn't do that. No. <laughs> um, Fair enough. The, uh, yeah, I, I did make a note that, that Skinner was there, not married. Skin and dog. that Princess Cashmere was there. And we presume she's not married. Yeah, Mo, Apu, all of all your favourite yeah, wacky friends. It's, it's just a bunch of singletons. Mm. Now, are these people expecting... Some sort of Magnolia style TJ Mackey performance piece where he walks wow, out and TJ Mackey. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Where Tom Cruise is gonna walk out and explain how to uh you know, how to like win women over by tricking them and deceiving them. Is this what they're expecting? I think Lionel Hutz is at least. Yeah. Because yeah, he wastes no time in pulling the old dirty job. Are they on expecting Edna. Homer to walk out? 
with his shirt off and his long hair, and he's going to say, respect the cock and tame the c**t like in Magnolia. Wait, Magnolia. Is that a quote? Yes. <laughs> Magnolia is a movie? Yes. What would it sound like if Cartman said that quote? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm Cartman. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's very good. Um, uh, yeah, I never actually realised that it's an entire class of singletons. <coughs> it's strange. It is strange. It's not how that should work. And no. they paid ten thousand dollars to be there. Ten thousand. Ten thousand. That's so many dollars. That's a lot of K's, baby. And what the hell was that lab fee? Yeah. Wait, a lot of K's. A lot of ketamine? Yes. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Ten of them. What a reference to drop. Ten <laughs> K, ten thousand. Think of how many horses they could have tranquilized. <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> I mean we always are. Um yeah. Sorry. Go on. No, let's no I was I was trying to remember the lyrics to that placebo song, but then I was confusing it with meds. Yesterday, <laughs> I woke all up. My and placebos were far away. <laughs> Imagine a world where the music of placebo didn't exist. <laughs> Just a whole bunch of people going, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> Pure Marnan. What the fuck is that garbage that you play? <laughs> I, I jest. I love placebos. First couple of albums. Oh man, uh, one of my favourite placebo memories was they were playing a festival, I reckon probably 10 years ago, and there was a photographer in the photography pit, or in the, in the channel between the stage and the mosh pit, with a photography pass, and when he started taking photos of Brian Molko, the singer, Brian was not happy, and he's like, look at this fucking idiot, and poured a bottle of water all over the photographer's head. What? And so there are photos of like water rushing towards the lens and stuff, <laughs> and it's just kind of like, mate... What do you think you're here for? Yeah. Oh, God. Don't look at me. Everybody turn around. There is another inconsistency with the plot that I only noticed on there. So when all the singles Are we entering the corner? (laughs) Jordan's anal corner. Is this this a special guest appearance of Jordan's anal corner on (laughs) Pods and the Kids? Is the ghost of Jordan in the room with us right now? (laughs) I think it's on the fourth mic there. Oh, okay. The mic's off. I was about to woo into it. Yeah, I was about to just, you know... Do a Jordan voice I don't know why both of us thought it was necessary to pick up that mic To do the ghost sound effect When actually it's going to be blended down to a mono file anyway Hello, it's me Jordan Oh god I'm Jordan, I am baby It's it's Christopher Nolan's Jordan (laughs) (laughs) Oh, from the the Dark Anal Corner trilogy Um, (laughs) Don't know if I wanted to have said that Hey, wait a minute, wait Have we mentioned yet that Elliot is from the podcast The Simpsons Index? No, we haven't (laughs) Have we made any reference to who Elliot is and where he's from? (laughs) (laughs) Why he's on this episode? (laughs) The very basics of promoting your guests' other work Oh, wow that is good stuff. No, we hadn't mentioned we that. We have made no mention whatsoever. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's me. That's who I'm from. And check out my other work. Yeah. Yes. If you like anal corners, um, like this one here, the one inconsistency with the plot that I noticed was uh, as the singletons are leaving Homer's class, he was like, oh, I was telling Marge in bed the other night that this wouldn't work. <laughs> he seemed confident from the very moment uh, he yeah. just... Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah. They're surely surely that should be Marge was telling me in bed this wouldn't work. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, wow. Because, yeah, yeah, he goes from, I can teach a class, and, and then breakfast the next morning when he destroys his clothing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. Good pick up. Uh, this episode has some issues. It does, mm. however, it, this is actually the episode that taught me how to eat an orange, though, so I'm <laughs> great, very grateful for that. I mean, it seems like he doesn't even peel it. He just munches down <laughs> on it and then spreads the... Pith all over his face. I also the secret of a successful marriage, right there. I've oh. always, I've always found the response uh, <laughs> kind of lingers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've always found the response. Uh, oh yeah, I was listening. Very funny. I've always enjoyed that just complete cutoff of what uh, Smithers was saying. But this is another thing where, like, I often feel an impulse to respond to stories in that way. It is not a polite way to respond to anyone mm. about anything. Also, I, I can't eat in front of my students. I have a hard time. I walked into my class. 20 minutes early the other day, hoping to eat a sandwich before anyone else got there. There were two people in the room already, so I just had to go and sit outside and eat my sandwich like a dickhead. <laughs> oh, what the? Are at the door? I'm not expecting anyone here. Huh. Well, this is... Why do I feel so alarmed at the fact that there's someone at the, at the door? Why did he say yet? Yeah. Hmm. Hello? Right. I just got on check the power meter behind me. 
Somebody's checking the power meter. Someone's checking the power meter. What? A man just came to the door and said that he was here to check the power meter. I think uh, it could be an assassin. I don't know. It could be a... Well, Ezio Auditorio Forensic. Potentially. Or um, the other one. Yeah. Al- Kenway. Al- <laughs> Gimway. Kenway. Oh, Kenway. I think one of them was called Kenway. Yeah, Gimby. Yeah. That was one of those situations where I'm like, I'm not sure what information I should be revealing here. Now, yeah, what concerned me there is the the way you said, uh, no one, no, I'm not expecting anyone yet. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, until tomorrow when um, another oh. podcast will be joining us. Oh, okay, sure. Yes. Yes. Should we promote that as well? No, we'll get to it. <laughs> We're also just going to say that they're from Pods in the Key of Springfield. <laughs> At this point, everyone's from Pods in the Key of Springfield. Oh, that'd be great, yeah, to have the three of them sit down and just carry on as Pods. Oh, awesome. <laughs> we storm in. What's going on here? <laughs> this whole thing with uh, Homer bringing his class back in to listen to the stories of, you know, his and Marge's marriage. I was thinking the world was very different before our relationships, mm. the uh, Reddit forum. <laughs> For people with weird relationship issues. Ah, oh, yeah. I, I'm very unfamiliar with Reddit. Yes? Yes. So, I don't know what that is. I was looking at it this morning. It's basically a lot of men saying, I'm thinking of breaking up with my girlfriend because I'm an idiot. And now a lot of women like, uh, I don't want to break up with my boyfriend, but he sucks. <laughs> basically a lot of that. It's astonishing that we as a human race persist with relationships. They have such a high failure rate. Like, why would we bother? Don't say that. (laughs) If they were a small business, we'd never open. (laughs) If they were a small business. Oh, I don't know what else. Just because we're all unmarried. (laughs) Um, So I find in this episode, Homer switches a lot between uh, being slow and being completely unhinged. And I'm not entirely (laughs) sure how I feel about that. Like... Or the the big speech he does about like the the big you can't handle the truth. Uh, the speech. one that's multiple Jack Nicholson lines joined yeah. together into Is one. Is that the thread? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe it makes more sense than if it's Jack Nicholson stuff. But um, that's why he keeps saying, "Oh, I'm the Shining, baby." <laughs> Ooh, I was the Joker in that one Batman. Ha 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 ha. Ooh, I have anger management. I will eventually. <laughs> this is the Departed, baby. Ooh. Jack so, Nicholson. This a- speech is about me, Schmidt. <laughs> yes, I'm Jack Nicholson. I didn't know Jack Nicholson played Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> Ooh, I'm in maybe three scenes of broadcast news. <laughs> I golf. Nope, that's another guy. Something's gotta give. <laughs> Jack, Jack Nicholas. Very, very good. <laughs> I also that would've... joke appeals to Nick and only Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I also would have accepted Ian Poulter, someone whose name doesn't sound like Jack Nicholson. Um. All right. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> One of my notes here just says Mo's mouth is funny. Mo's got a funny mouth. In 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 any particular scene? Yeah, when he asks Homer to tell more stories about him and Marge, he's got a funny mouth. It's no. funny. It's fun. I All like right. it. All right. It's really good, Nick. Yeah, calm the fuck down. I won't. <laughs> oh, no, that's, James, why are you crying? <laughs> is it because you're just scrubbing your undies? Yes. <laughs> I use that phrase a lot for whenever I'm undertaking a menial task and someone walks in. Like, I'll be making a sandwich and someone will walk in and I'll be making a sandwich and I'll be like, oh, don't mind me, just scrubbing my undies. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, uh, I only like it when I'm pretend scared. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So here's a question for you. Nibbling the elbow, is that a move? Has that worked for anyone ever? Is uh, that a thing that anyone would be into? It's not in my repertoire, nor has it been requested of me. No, it has never entered my lexicon, my sex lexicon. Your sexicon. My sexicon. No. Fuck, man, I went to that con, and it was it, things got crazy at that con. Yeah, I apologize. I did offer full refunds to everyone. I know, and that was the exciting part. <laughs> hey, did you hear? He's going to be handing out full refunds to everyone. <laughs> what the hell was that lab thing? <laughs> Don't go into the clum room. <laughs> clum. Your dog will be covered in it. The worst of our ongoing bits. <laughs> Fucking just the worst. I can't wait to get sued by the estate of Billy Connolly. By the estate He's of... Still alive. He's still alive. So With, chunky you can carve it. So chunky, so clumpy you can carve it. Hey. But don't. <laughs> I wouldn't if I were you. Don't be carving it. I've lost my Billy Connolly. I used to have a Billy Connolly. It's gone. Hey. <sighs> In a few years' time, we'll all be saying, I lost my Billy Connolly, I used to have it, now he's gone. Oh, maybe he'll outlive us all. Wouldn't that be amazing? If he just turns into like, 
like a kind of half robot, like Billy Tronnelly. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about robo bridges. <laughs> Billy look, Tronnelly. That movie is not about robots. <laughs> look, look at that robotic bridge. <laughs> look at the soldering on that. It's fucking great. Sorry, I'll just... Inspired I'll, by the walkways at the airports. <laughs> they started making bridges like that. So Marge is justifiably <laughs> right. quite angry about... Uh, Which one's Marge? Uh, she's the, the, big, the big girl. The larger of the women. <laughs> I say the larger of the women. <laughs> yeah. So she's justifiably quite angry that Homer's, you know, bebopping and scatting all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then Homer invites everyone around for dinner in a very strange scene. Yes. That oh, doesn't quite make sense. When you were talking about Moe's mouth, this, is, uh, this scene is prime uh, Weird Simpsons front-ons. Yes. Like you oh, can yeah. S- yeah uh, go to frinkyact.com and yeah check out the front-ons in this scene. It really made me think, their dining room must be fucking massive to fit all those people in there. Mm. Have you had your class around to your dining room? Yeah, every night. All right. Well, um, why do you think lonely. it's weird that Homer does it? Because they're not watching my children eat. I send my children to bed before they get there. Yeah, I, yeah. I see. How many children do you have again? 14. Seems like too many. Yeah. That's like, uh, let's see, that's like 1.4 Brady Bunches. What would have been the funniest number I could have said, though? I don't think 14 was it. It's got to be like more than the standard nuclear, so more than 2.45. Is that what it is? I, I, I think so. Yeah. 8675309. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a great number. <laughs> I got mm. eight, six, seven, five, three, and nine children. They're all called Jetty. So I feel like I don't know fourteen. Fourteen's not a particularly funny number. It does. It's sort of in that sweet spot of you know mm. a, a high number, but not ridiculous. Mm. Mm. I feel like seven would have been funny, but seven's seven is a viable number of children to have. Yeah, for some people. Okay, well, we'll, we'll keep workshopping this joke. We'll come back to it in season six. Oh, uh, kids are caused in by key. sex. You oh. could have had 69. Because sex. I don't know where I'm going I'm sorry, with can this. you explain that to me? Isn't 69 the weed number? <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no, wait. It's that thing where you eat them out while they go down on you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oranges? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Alright. You gotta be pretty flexible, but it works. Yeah, you know. What one of you eats the orange, the other one spits the tobacco. It's a whole thing. As a shit. <laughs> That's the four one one. God damn it. As a as a teacher, when these students were in the dining room and then Mo was like saying, Hey Homer, I'm Mo baby, uh why don't you just nibble at her elbow? I realized I would if I was these if I was the teacher of these people I would annihilate them I would be so angry I would burn down their lives I would bury them deep in the ground and I would salt the earth my like my teacher sense really kicked in in this scene for some reason I thought if any of my students ever talk to me this way I will fucking kill them <laughs> that would be fairly amazing if you were up there talking about whatever it is that you actually teach about and one <laughs> of them just started yelling out sex tips from the back of the room. <laughs> Hey, Mr. O'Connor, how about you uh, do the, the thing? And then you're like, wait, fucking, yeah, all right. Come My down. students are fairly well behaved. I don't think I've ever had a real issue with them. I remember once somebody said something sexist, I just pointed at them and said, nope, don't ever say anything like that again, and just ah, kept going. That is very, very good. <laughs> wow. I've also seen... Teaching's you, fun. I've also so for the benefit of Elliot... Uh, sorry, E-Train. For the um, benefit of Elliot. James, James has a very good habit of... Calling people, I mean, that's probably a slightly more inflammatory way of calling people out, but I've seen him call out people in such a effortless way. And there was once, my favorite example of this, someone made a horrible joke that I'm not going to repeat here, because mostly because I don't remember it. And a joke at the table just went, whoop, no, not into that at all. And then just changed the conversation immediately to something else. And it was so effortless. I sat there and went, fuck, imagine, imagine being able to do that so deftly. Mm. Anyway. It's good. Good times. Good times. Marge is really angry at Homer in this episode, justifiably, and I wish that mattered a little more in the episode than it does. I feel like the Mm. conclusion to this episode Mm. hangs so heavy over the whole thing and really sours this episode a lot for me, far more than any other episode in this season, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of the resolution in this one. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Hard, it's bad. Mm. They have never had that coffee table before. Like, why? Like, oh, the one that Homer gets stuck on. <laughs> That's the issue, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why would you have a baby and two small children in the house? Why would you have a coffee table with four really sharp, pointing, Shut. uppy corners? Oh, that, that's a really good point. 
Yeah, the, is, yeah, is the what, resolution is, stinks, you guys. It's a, it's a really good point, is what they said when they carved the pointy corner <laughs> onto that. Oh, that's a really good point. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good that's point. That's a good point. So Homer gets kicked out of the house. He yeah. has to go mm. and live in the treehouse. It gets all dirty and filthy and weird. Uh, he's worried that Bud is going to turn fruity, I think is the phrase he yes. uses, that a male influence I in the it was house. Sissy. Sissy. Yeah. Yeah, was it one of those, uh, oh yeah, there were no women in the writer's room on this show moments. Oh, so. see, I, I thought it was, you know, without a male presence in the house, I worry that you might turn into Sissy Spacek, who I believe is an actress. <laughs> yeah, she is. She oh, was okay. in uh, Terry Malick's uh, Badlands. She was in Carrie. She was the eponymous Carrie. The eponymous Carrie. Yeah. Perfect. See, I, I just thought that um, what Homer was actually saying there was, but I don't want you to get sucked into the, the, the ephemera of Hollywood. I don't want you to run off with Martin Sheen. Who will be much older than you in the movie? Have you seen Badlands? Now, as 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 any regular listeners would know, I don't know that much about Hollywood and film, but that's Mister Sheen, the guy on the cleaning products, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So he's got a messed up shoulder, so he puts his jacket on in an interesting way. Okay. He's the father of Charlie Sheen. The father of Charlie Sheen. Yeah. So Charlie Sheen, despite being one of the dirtiest people, is in fact the son of a cleaning product. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Yes. Good. Good time. So Homer and Marge, they're, they're, they're splitsville, baby. They're, uh, they're all broken up. Things are bad. At one point, Marge drives past a business called Painful Memories Party Supplies, mm. which is uh, actually the business that catered our recent birthday gathering, if you recall, Nick. <laughs> With desserts by Splitsville. (laughs) Painful memories, parties of lies. Yeah. Breakups are bad, though. The episode gets that right. Have you ever had a breakup? They're bad. I don't like them. Yeah, I've had a breakup. In my opinion, not great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is enough to turn a man disheveled and into a treehouse within a day. Or to move in with, say, his friend Nick for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Into what we call the pit. Um, I do think, though, I was able to... Uh, navigate the breakup a little better than Homer did, possibly because I don't wear such low quality pant <laughs> as he does. <laughs> like his clothes get get um, uh, oh, what do I want to say deteriorated. His clothes deteriorate extraordinarily quickly. Yeah, he must have mad moths in that uh, treehouse. Like I'm sure that I'm not the only one here who's worn a t-shirt two days in a row, right? By the end of the second day, it's not falling off me in strips. Sure. Maybe Homer has, maybe he has particularly acidic skin. Is it possible that he is in some way unstuck from time? Is is it possible that his job at the power plant has given him some kind of clothes melting qualities? I feel like there is some sort of implication here that something is going wrong with time in this episode. He's eating breakfast at dinner time. Lenny's come back to life. His clothes are getting disheveled really quickly. At some point, he mentions something like. I could have maybe I've written this down wrong, misheard it. But he mentioned something called the flesh mooter. <laughs> Your flesh mooter used to bring me pudding, I believe is the line. Flesh mooter. Flesh mooter. Yeah, I, I heard it as flesh mother. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I think it's flesh mooter. And I'm wondering, what is the flesh mooter exactly? I heard flesh martyr. <laughs> like stigmata, but with flesh. <laughs> Just flesh pouring out of your hands. <laughs> Oh, Doubting Thomas is like, oh, gross. <laughs> Flesh just pouring out of your hands. Coming out like a meat grinder. <laughs> so, you know, naturally my mind How immediately immediately made. went to the mother figure from Twin Peaks The Return that pops up in episodes one and eight and then is later recognized as Judy slash Day. I think that's the, uh, I think that's where my mind went. I think he is maybe in league with uh, this creature, which makes me wonder where is the fireman in all of this? Where is the arm? Is the Black Lodge encroaching on Springfield? Is the collapse of time similar to the distillation of time that happens roughly in the center of the Twin Peaks return where you notice that things are happening out of order, scenes are repeating? You know, there's some sort of, there's something going on here, I think, and I think it is all connected. Sneaky peeks. Elliot, we're using your gear today. Can you hear that music in the background or is it, or is it just me? If you guys listen to whatever the recent episode of my podcast was, fucking Sneaky Peaks worked its way into my show somehow. Oh, really? Well. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, my podcast queue has about 55 hours of podcasts in it, so I'm, <laughs> I'm normally two weeks behind on almost everything, which is why you've been getting so many out-of-sync messages from yeah. me recently. <laughs> anyway. Um, maybe the Treehouse of Horror like exists in its own accelerated form of time, because if you saw, Barton Millhouse seemed to be a Barton Millhouse from the future. Oh, you're right. They were dressed up in futuristic outfits. Oh, yeah. shit. 
Huh, that's interesting. This is a time tree house. <laughs> if only this tree house were a time tree house. <laughs> yeah, that, that definitely makes a certain sense. <laughs> Fuck, imagine. Now, there's, a, there's another scene in this episode that turned into a bit of a meme recently that I believe you linked me to, Nick, and told me how much you enjoyed the meme, and I was just deeply confused by it. I already don't remember this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Elliot has seen the meme as well, but it's the scene where Mo has come into the Simpsons' house, and he's sitting on the couch... And Homer walks in and looks just like, Mo, what are you doing here? And people would post the screenshots of Homer walking in and Mo looking up, but they would replace their faces with other faces. I think that's what it was. I missed this one. I recall Nick sending it to me like, hey, hey, look at this, buddy boy. I'm going through our, the, our chat media now to find that meme. Yeah. So far, the only thing I've found <laughs> is, <laughs> is Big, Big Chungus. Chungus. It would be in... It was a while back now. It would have been in Messenger, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in Messenger. So there's some sort of meme. You said it to me. I was very confused by it. Rewatching the episode, I feel like I gained no extra knowledge or traction. I'm enjoying going back through the media in our messenger chat because it reminds me of dumb things I've made, like when I put Lavinia Nixon next to the Slovenian flag and said it was Slovenia Nixon. Um, uh, hang You're on, pulling on that big chungus reminded me of a Seinfeld big chungus meme. Big chungus. <laughs> you just had to go and make a big chungus. <laughs> you had to have the big chungus. Oh, that's um, oh, because the salad, right? Of course. Then there was this uh, the 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 Blink One Eight Two furry. <laughs> and, and I, I sent this to. We, we might need to put this up on a social, but I sent this to James saying, if I was a furry, I'm pretty sure this would be me. <laughs> yeah, because it's bright green and Blink One Eight in a Blink One Eight Two T-shirt. And uh, James responded with, "Frankly, I have no way of knowing that this isn't you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was your way of sort of. Uh, dr- Dripping that in, yeah, like yeah, 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 easing him into the idea. Just, just seeing what the landing was. When Mo leaves the house, what window does he jump through? Uh, I assume it's the window above the record player. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's the only window that makes sense uh, because he he runs out of the front room. He runs through where the TV would be. I assume it's the. Maybe the one behind the TV, but probably the one above the record player. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Another but- mystery solved <laughs> by us. Pods in the key of Springfield. Um, should we? I mean, I have no. I have no idea how long this section's been going for. <laughs> have we got more to say on this, or should we go to top five? I feel like we, we should. We need we to just- discuss the ending a bit more. <laughs> okay. We just hit forty-four minutes and forty-four seconds for. Forty-four, forty-four. Now mm-hmm. this whole thing where in, in German, Vivia, Vivia. That's not correct. <laughs> now this whole thing where Homer, right at the end, he says, "Hey, Marge, baby, I'm Homer. I figured out the one thing that I can offer you that no one else can: oh, complete yeah. and utter dependence." Yeah. Mm. Bum. Yeah, it's not good. Not great. Don't like that. Very bad. And, and you know it. And the way that Marge is like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Fuck the way yeah. like. I don't know. I understand, you know, there are, there's some stuff going on here, but primarily I feel like the show does play this as romantic. Mm. The idea that Homer requires Marge because he can't operate without her, but he like, the way he even says like, I can't afford to lose your trust again. Like he doesn't necessarily show any recognition of the fact that what he did was wrong. It's just like, well, I know I can't piss you off this badly again. There's no contrition. No contrition. No contrition. Mm. Just like, you need to take me back, otherwise I will die. This is, I mean, you know, that's like an abusive thing to do yeah. to someone in a relationship. Classic abuse technique yeah. of, in a few hours, I'll be dead unless you take me back. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And it works, and the show is jubilant about it. And it's so distressing to find out these things about Homer and these abusive techniques, because, you know, his first album was pretty good. What, uh, the Iliad? Just for reference, the Smith Street Band's oh, first album right. was not any good. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, even... I, I think uh, Lisa's a bit more knowing uh, this as well. Like, And we saw see it again in A Millhouse Divided where uh, she's like, you're very lucky to have mom. And even in this one, uh, when she brings him the pudding, the pudding, the pudding. Um, very so, good. Uh, yeah, good luck, Dad. Like, you yeah. know. And then at the end, she, she's all, eh, now don't screw it up. It's interesting because I, at some points, I've wondered whether Lisa wants Marge and Homer to stay together or whether Lisa would be happier if they actually just split. Mm. Because it seems that Lisa seems to be on board with the fact that it is not a particularly healthy marriage. Just like throughout the run of the show so far, like one of the things that I keep noticing or like getting a bit irritated by is 
had a little agency margins given throughout the show. Mm. It seems like resolutions to episodes always come down to her having to forgive someone or having to return to the status quo. Mm. You, know, just, you know, Marge gets very few victories in this show. Yeah, because it often turns into the Homer show. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, a bit of a weak ending to season five, which is otherwise a good season of television and our lives. Speaking of it being a good season of television and our lives, yeah, it's been. We are now going to transition into the top five of season five. Yes, the definitive top five of season five. So, as ding, w- ding, 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 ding. As regular listeners will know, I get very unsure about doing top fives because I don't have any value that I place on my own opinion. So why would anyone else want to hear my opinion? But we're now doing it. to your podcast, Nick. We're doing it because I'm being held at gunpoint. You are being held at gunpoint. I am being held Both at gunpoint. Both of us did bring guns today. I mm-hmm. mean, they are, they are guns filled with ketchup and mustard. Yes. Um, <laughs> which, uh, frankly, I'm kind of into it. Well, Elliot's from Sydney, so his is filled with catsup. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm. All right, well, Elliot, you're the guest, so you go last. No, you go first. You can tell us what is your what is your number five. Fucking hell. Didn't have number- any mustard because, yeah, that was all that I had in the house. Um, anyway. Uh, Very good reference to The Simpsons Index, <laughs> a podcast which Elliot does. That is also an Excel spreadsheet. Oh, yeah, the online podcast that is also a podcast. <laughs> I haven't done that for ages. Number five, I went with... And actually, the top five is mostly uh, episodes that I haven't actually properly reviewed uh, on the index yet, but look forward to my opinions on that in the future. Seamless plug. Number five, I went with The Boy Who Knew Too Much. The Boy Who Knew too much. See, this is how good I. This is how much I love doing that. I genuinely don't remember what episode that is. God damn, we watched it like last week. <laughs> it's the uh, uh, episode with uh, Freddie Quimby. Oh yes, 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 yes. Oh shit, maybe that should have been in my top five because I did like that. But I, my no, what? Well, how are we going to do this? Well, Ellie think... can say why it's his number five okay, first. Ellie can yeah, say, uh, say I, a few I, words. I, I think it's an episode that is completely relentless with the jokes. Like It is just one of those ones that top to tail, fucking funny throughout. And um, yeah, a surprisingly good story woven through that has a cute little B story with Homer and Skinner. Hmm. Uh, li- uh, odd coupling together. And yeah. Clumsy, Cluso-esque waiter. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> And, and yeah, uh, that too. <laughs> okay. Excellent. My number five, Rosebud. Rosebud, because you love Citizen Kane so much. Because, uh-huh. I, yeah, I feel like Rosebud maybe wasn't a favourite episode of mine earlier, but I did find I got more out of it after watching Citizen Kane. Wait, Nick, you're saying you got something out of watching a movie? Should we, by that the way? That wasn't Teen Beach 5 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I watched Teen Beach 2 a couple of weeks ago. It was amazing. <laughs> Fuck the twist in that It's so good Even though it kind of like Echo the Dolphin video game It actually makes no sense When you stop and think about it but <laughs> Much like the movie Sucker Punch Much like the movie Sucker Punch Thank you James You're welcome um, uh, What in the fuck Was I going to say About Rosebud Oh Rosebud Should we at the end Of this episode You know how I've been saying That I'm going to choose The next 22 films Yeah Of or uh, About or tangentially Related yeah, to Springfield yep. Should I do the announcement Of what the movie is You haven't even told me What it is I know But should I do the announcement Because I think it would be nice To get it Anyway well, Yeah okay we can do we'll, that We'll tease sure. that for a little later but Just while I'm remembering it now You guys really should do uh, Fucking What's the Mrs. Robertson one At some you, point you, you The guys, Graduate You guys really should do fucking Full stop <laughs> Elliot Just like in The Graduate Elliot yeah. You guest on our podcast And then you start Trying to set us up like this Now kids <laughs> Mr. O'Neill, you're trying to seduce me, aren't you? <laughs> what was it? How was it? <laughs> Hello, E-Train, my old friend. <laughs> okay, so my number five. Number five. My number five. But yes, we will watch that. Season nice. five was The Last Temptation of Homer, the Mindy episode. Oh, Mindy. Which is fun and funny, and I think the characters... I know, it's like weird and sexy in a way that The Simpsons used to be sometimes. The, and, bit, uh, with, the bit with Barney in the bikini. Yes, exactly. As <laughs> dealing with like a genuinely like adult storyline that is like interesting and complex and kind of examining the flaws of these characters. And then it, like, it ends in a way that... You know, it doesn't exactly excuse Homer of everything that happened, mm. but uh, mm. you know, it means he really thinks about what he values in life, and it's got a nice ending to it. Speaking of thinking about uh, uh, thinking about what values are and whether or not it's a good thing, I'm just going to double back to my Barney in a bikini joke. Was that too heteronormative? As I was saying it, I was like, oh, this would be a funny thing to say, and then I went, wait, no, that relies entirely on an assumption that being gay is bad. I think I want to retract that joke. Consider it retracted. Right, cool. It's in the vault now. 
in the, the Disney vault world. with Songs of the South. <laughs> oh, how I, you know, I've, I've talked about my DVD that features a band Daffy Duck cartoon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Se- several times. Uh, Last Temptation of Homer was on my honorable mentions list. Uh, mentioned- There's no honorable mentions <laughs> list. Uh, well, I mentioned that, yeah, this uh, it actually pained me to make a top five out of this season. Because mm. <laughs> um, you were writing it in your own blood. Yeah. <laughs> and we, told, we told you you didn't have to do that. But. Use a pen. <laughs> um, yeah, and this is one that surprised me when we reviewed it on my podcast, The Simpsons in Nurse Podcast. It's also an online podcast. Um, but this was an episode that I didn't really ride for much when I was a kid or younger. And, and now you die for it? Oh, yeah, <laughs> mo for. Hold the phone. Did you have a DVD player that was powered by bicycle? And so you were like, no, nah, I'm not a fan of this episode. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to ride for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like those treadmills that you and Diana were talking about on Twitter uh, this morning where you can watch Netflix or play Solitaire on them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was playing Solitaire on a treadmill. Which They're- is really now any treadmill now that we have phones. Yeah. <laughs> Still. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very good. Anyway, what was your number four? Number four, Homer loves Flanders. Homer loves Flanders. Flanders. Uh, much like a boy who knew too much, just a fucking uh, so many jokes, top to tail. Uh, it's just relentless in how funny it is. I really like that episode, but I think my favorite thing about it is how off the rails our episode about it went. Oh, <laughs> yes, that was where we recorded golden. for well, like an hour and a half. Lost our minds on the one episode. Yeah, yeah. My favourite part about that episode is still when Homer barrels the camera to say the Flimpsons. <laughs> um, my number four is Deep Space Homer. Deep really? Space Homer. Yeah, wow. I, re- I really like that episode. Mostly because it gave us our 15th merchandising idea um, <laughs> with a, a design that I have not put any effort into realising. Mm. Mm. I enjoy that episode. It's a little too wild to make my top five, I think. Just, you know, Homer going to space, there's a lot going on there, but it's good. It's good. It's got the chip sequence. My number four was uh, Dollar Pringfield. Ah, Dollar Dollar Pringfield. <laughs> or how I learned to stop worrying and love legalized gambling. That is, that one really caught me off guard with how intricately plotted it is. I think I remember talking to you on that episode about how there's like four inter- intertwining plot lines running throughout that episode. Yeah. Just about every member of the family gets their own thing. It all comes together. It's really funny. Dollar Dollar Pringfield. You get Mr. Burns, who is, in my opinion, the sixth member of The Simpsons, off of, you know, doing his Howard Hughes thing. And Marge has like a problem she has to overcome. And Homer's off on his journey. And Lisa gets to be Florida. Bart's got his own casino. It's fucking wild, son. I just realized I should have brought my coffee machine to this Airbnb <laughs> door so, so that it could have made it. Oh. I'm actually oh. worried about the fridge noise that we're getting at the moment i've thought several times about unplugging that fridge uh, don't worry the fridge is fine nah the fridge is fine worst case scenario you can just do a, a frequency run on that fridge frequency ah and get rid of it fridge quincy number three i uh this is where it really got tricky for me but i went with lisa versus malibu stacy for my number three. Oh. um so, see it's weird after me and bt record the podcast and our guest will go home Quite often we'll do what we call decompression episodes where we just watch the rest of the disc that uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, from the episode that we were reviewing that night and just sort of, you know, play with our phones or, you know, just... Sure. Oh, that's the exact opposite of what we do. We take the disc out, we snap it in half. <laughs> it's such an expensive podcast to, <laughs> to produce. Like, because what, there are probably seven episodes per disc? That's yep. so many broken discs. <laughs> well, good thing you do two episodes per podcast, you know, mm. making the most of them. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, and this is one where yeah we like put down our phones and we're fucking actually watching the episode intently. Uh, like really, it floored us with how fucking good uh, it was, and mm. uh, the social commentary is just off the wall. Fucking spot on. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, uh, TV is good. Yeah, my yeah. number three is Cape Fear. Cape Fear. I see. I ex- Cape Fury. Cape Cape Fury. Yeah, I expect. Maybe that's a little low compared to some other lists. I'm not sure. I'm not spying on anyone else's lists. I don't know. But I don't know. I really like it. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Um, my number three was also Cape Fear. Oh, shit. I and this is funny because this used to be the episode that I would call my favorite episode when I was a kid. Yeah. Because this episode is slapstick as fuck. Mm. It is just a lot of like... It's kind of funny because uh, Sideshow Bob is meant to be this, you know, sort of pretentious character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he is in the most slapstick, silly episode oh, of the entire the season, elephants. I think. <laughs> and it's very funny. I laugh a lot. I have a very good time. 
It, uh, it verges on being too silly at times, but it's good fun and I like it. And he gets stepped on by an elephant. And that's your review of Pod in the Key of Springfield. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. A yeah. couple of elephant episodes in this season. Huh, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Mm. Oh, shit. We've got to post out the elephant. We do. Fuck. Right. <laughs> post out the elephant? Uh, we're, Don't worry we're, about we're, it. We're giving away a little silicon green elephant. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we got, yeah. we got two entries. We got three. Three? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, so I'm going to King Herod style, slice the elephant in thirds and give, <laughs> and give every one of them a third. Brilliant. <laughs> um, I love that episode, especially because like... Uh, after I watched it with my brothers and I, you know, loved it and they were like, oh, you haven't even seen Cape Fear. And yeah, they sat me down to watch that and that has yeah, easily become one of my most favourite movies of all time. Good movie. Does that have to go under the 22 Flims shortlist? It's already in there. All right, cool. Has <laughs> to be. Oh, it is so good. I haven't seen the original though. I've seen a little bit of it. It's got Gregory Peck in it. Mm. Old mate Peck. Gregory Peck. Mm. The Birdman. Yeah, yeah, from, from To Kill a Mockingbird yeah. Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that was so much better. Uh, my number two. Are we, yeah. Yes. Boy Scouts in the Hood. Boy Scouts in the Hood. Uh, yeah, just. This is what it feels like one it's of those. because you're a big Ernest Borgnine fan, isn't it? <laughs> is uh, that the right episode? Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, no, it's because I'm a big. Fuck, who was in Boy Scouts in the Hood? Damn it, uh, boy in the Hood. Fuck, never uh, mind. Uh, I, have, Cube, I, I have seen that movie. Ice, it's, yeah, Ice Cube's Ice Cube. in there. Yeah, I'm a big Ice Cube fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Swish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this feels like one of those episodes that's actually in two halves. You know, you start out with the Bart Milhouse sugar adventure and then it's, yeah, Bart and the Boy Scouts and Homer and mm, Bart and, and the boys. And, yeah. and the boys. Boys, Scouts in the Hood. Yeah, and uh, relentless with the comedy. I'm saying that a lot because that's what the top five is. These are fucking relentless, relentless. funny episodes. Yeah. And relentless, relentless, relentless. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That one didn't quite make my list just because this is a very good season of television. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mind number two is Dollar Pringfield. We've already talked Dollar about Pringfield. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Yes. Yes. A Limp Biscuit song. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a Limp Biscuit song. Dollar Pringfield, dollar dollar bills. Yeah, yeah. That Am checks I, out. I, I realized the other day that I've I've always said biscuit, despite the fact that it's clearly bizkit. Um, and I've I've realized I've never I've never. Have uh, you seen my bizkit where I outline my business plan for this podcast? N- no, I haven't. Please Good. show me your bizkit. Well, here um, it is. Oh, that's Unzip. so li- it's so limp. <laughs> <laughs> it's so thick. <laughs> it's so limp. <laughs> Your oh, turn, Bart. Actually, actually. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, Boy Scouts of the Hood should have made it into my top five because it gives me my favourite stank quote. <laughs> it's so thick. 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 Ah, fuck. Well, my number two, which we've already talked about. I'm going to put it on here again. By the way, I sort of suspect we all have the same number one, just by the fact that one episode that is very good has not has come not up come at all. Up yet. Probably. So my number two is uh, Lisa versus Malibu Stacy. Basically, all the same reasons Elliot said that sure. episode fucks hard. It's great. It's fun, and I like it a lot. It is very, very good. Yeah, uh, it's an amazing episode. Yes, mm. of our lives. So, <laughs> what is your number one? Number one, Elliot. Rosebud. <laughs> Rosebud. Oh, okay. Yeah, I. Have a deep love for the sixth character of The Simpsons, Mr. Burns. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the seventh character, Rosebud. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I... Or Blinky or whatever that bear is called. Bobo. Bobo, yeah. Blinky. Sheriff Lobo. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing if it was Mr. Burns trying to get Blinky Bill back? <laughs> Save him from that wood oh, chip no. bill. What oh, is it? no, Burnsy. If you can't do it, no one will. <laughs> Wombo. What? Wait, what? Don't, don't call me Wombo. Wombo. Apologies Wombo. to our majority American listenership. Who cares? <laughs> um, A streetcar named Wombo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yeah, Rosebud. Uh, it's got the fucking Ramones in it. It's magical. And Australia makes a guest appearance. It yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, now, since you said that we might have the same number one, yep. should we say... On the cat, like three, two, one, and then we both say that. No, just say yours, it's fine. Oh, do you really want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, really, I really want to. Okay, right. maybe Elliot should do the countdown. Yeah, All right, so I'll count down from three, and on the imaginary zero, that's when you say yes, that. Okay. Three, two, one. Tomorrow Never Knows by the Beatles. We were from Homer goes to college, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so Tomorrow Never Knows definitely takes the cake from season five of the Springfield for me. It's just a sick song. I thought it didn't modulate, but it does, um, or at least according to the tab that I saw. Uh, it is entirely rad. <laughs> Why did I not see this coming? <laughs> I heard that Dan Castellaneta told the engineer that he wanted to sound like he was the Dalai Lama shouting from a mountain. Yeah, exactly. Julie Kavanagh said in and, uh, walked in and said, "I want to sound like the color purple." <laughs> like it's just it's just a masterclass in cartooning. Uh, another episode they will not let us put on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was quiet enough that we can we can slip by the algorithm. We'll see. Well, my favorite we can slip through the algorithm. Yeah, if Al Gore, inventor of the internet, is out there, please let us on YouTube. He's not Tim Berners-Lee. No, that's true, he's not. But uh, Homer goes to college, possibly because I work at a university and a lot of this is weirdly familiar to me, but I've always just... Because people are always screaming nerd at you. Exactly. I've always just really enjoyed the plot conceit of Homer going to college and expecting a very specific experience and then finding that it is nothing like he thought it was, Mm. but refusing to accept that reality Mm. and just barreling right through with his bullshit. Very interesting that you say refusing to accept that reality because those themes are also picked up in Tomorrow Never Knows off the Beatles' (laughs) Revolver released in 1966. It's a good album. Well, (laughs) it's a good song. The John songs are good. Any bum bum badum. Fucking All right. That was our top five. Yeah, and that has been uh Oh, that was yours as well, Homer Goes to College? No. No. <laughs> my my number one was Tomorrow Never Knows. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> In the same way that my top five of season four included an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> uh yeah, I just will say quickly on Homer Goes to College. Um not the biggest fan of it actually. Oh, interesting. Despite being the best episode. (laughs) (laughs) Discourse. Yeah, um, I found Homer to be painfully dumb throughout that episode in a way that is usually amusing, but I found a a grating at times in it. It's still awesome. And yeah, in the same ways that, yeah, he goes in expecting Animal House and it's just a college and Mm. he's expecting a stuffy I I love those nerds so much. What's, (laughs) What's Animal House? It's a, a comedy you are never going to watch because it is aged poorly. Has oh, it? Sure. I've never watched it either. Yeah, don't watch it. It's fine. Oh, wait, is it? it it's one of those like 70s very, college comedies with, you know, is there all a the lot problems of, that entails. Is there a lot of low-key sexual assault? I think there might be some. Yeah, okay. Yeah. A guy assaults an acoustic guitar in it. You'd probably hate that. Assaults an acoustic guitar? Oh, yeah. Was it tuned all the way down to like drop B, making it a low-key sexual assault? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, Nick... <laughs> You, uh, you wanted to announce what movie we're watching. You have yep. not told me what movie we're watching yep. for 22 Flims so, overall tangentially related to Springfield or whatever the fuck. For pe- just to catch people up because it could always be someone's first episode. So uh, it, our initial plan was at the end of every season we were going to watch the Simpsons movie. We watched it twice and decided it was the worst thing on earth and we never wanted to watch it again. I saw so your soul leave your body, yes. It's, it's legitimately... So, and then we uh, decided to start watching films that are referenced within the Simpsons universe. So we've watched The Shining, we've watched... Citizen Kane, uh, that's C- it. Citizen Kane, that's it so far. So yeah. if we can get a drum roll going, please. Because at the end of season five, we... Because I'm choosing for the first time, we are going to watch the Simpsons movie. What? Really? <laughs> I'm making us watch it again. I want to know what the experience is going to be like. <laughs> oh, I was expecting something so much stranger than that. The Simpsons movie. Really? Yeah, I'm going to go back That's in. That's what you went with. I'm going to go back in. I want to see what uh, it's like. I want to see what it's like now. Interesting. Okay, okay. Yeah. <sighs> All right, well, I'm glad that that this got a bit fine, of a reaction. I've been trying to convince you to do Star Wars because I think it will get a lot of people listening. I know, because you want that SEO, that sweet, sweet SEO. Give me that SEO, baby. Baby, let's talk about SEO. Let's talk about the Google. <laughs> the Google. I don't know. Is SEO sweet, Let's Elliot talk about O'Neil? SEO <laughs> by talking about C3PO. See, that works. Fuck. Um, let's talk about uh, Luke oh, and Leia no, and... No, 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 no. Uh, you have to finish it with Han Solo. Han Solo. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Luke and Chewie flying around with Han, Han Solo. Solo. Yeah. Um, and yes, we are talking about Sweet Elliot O'Neill when we say <laughs> it um, Cool. I okay. Think, I think that's it for season yeah. five. That's been, yeah, well, the movie episode is technically the end of season five of uh, Positive <laughs> Kiev Springfield. But, oh. you know, that, that's fine. We'll get to it. Uh, what a fucking thing. Power Rangers. Yep. Yeah. The last one was a Zelda one, right? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, my because uh, you're looking at a notebook right now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the seasons of my podcast, I actually measure in the notebooks that I fill out. Excellent. Uh, the first one was Zelda. The second <clears throat> one, oh no, sorry. First one was Gears of War. Second one was Zelda. Third one was Overwatch, and now I've moved on to the Green Power Ranger. Yeah, Tommy, the best Power Ranger. Oh fuck, yeah. Who I then didn't... turned into the White Power Ranger, which I'm not a fan of. Yeah, we've oh. talked about the White Power Ranger somehow on our show. Oh, you have to be very careful with the syntax in which you say that. Oh, and all of it now is like just describing him as the White Ranger. Like, so this, yeah, has been, uh, this has been Pods in the Key of Springfield. We're a podcast on the A Lot of Green Network. Check out the other shows on the network. What's stopping you? Just do it already. Uh, you what, can... is, what is this combative tone that you've been taking all the way through season five? <laughs> Every time you mention like, oh, you can send us an email. It's fucking send us an email, you fucking bags of shit. Like, yeah, just... ease, up with the, ease up with the promotion. Yeah, you can email us at Pods in the Key of Springfield at gmail.com. What's stopping you? What are you so afraid of? Just do it already. I don't... I do it with the more sedan. <laughs> Tone. I We're don't. Under- oh, you, you mean like a Channel Ten voiceover? Coming up next on Channel Ten. Why not send us an email? We are on the. We are on social networks. We're on Facebook and Twitter. We are utterly reliant on you. We uh, we can offer you nothing but complete dependence. Please follow us, or we really have nothing in our lives. In Woozer. Oh. Oh, hang on. I've got to get a fucking quote. Ellie, you need a quote as well, I think. <laughs> that's all the mustard in the house. No, that's not a quote from this episode of The Simpsons. That's just oh, a right. thing you say in your podcast. <laughs> that makes no fucking sense either. Would you like me to, would you like me to woozle wuzzle again? Yes. yes. Woozle wuzzle. It's a felony to tease the order box. <laughs> Very good. In Springfield. Well, now I've got, to, I've got to adjust the angle of my seat so that I can see Mr. Elliot. That's you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm just James in this now? No, you're Elliot. You're Elliot. Oh, okay. But so you're, you're assuming the role of James, but you are still... The fact that it's weird that you're recording instead of me. Yeah. This, is, this is a perfectly normal episode of Pods. It's just that it's with Elliot, not with James. Are we rolling, by the way? Uh, we are now rolling... And just quick clicks to check the other mics. Yep, we are good to go. Is that fourth one doing anything? Yep, they're all doing stuff. Is that for the ghost of BT? (laughs) It is in his honour. Except this is in the Simpsons Index, so why would BT be here? (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, Actually, wait. Actually, yeah, there's no real reason for it to be on. So I'll just make sure that's still there. Yep. Cool. Oh, now I can't hear me. Really? Did you bump something? Maybe. My headphones. Oh, my headphones are back. Yeah. Oh, they got again. Oh. Have we, got, have we got a very sensitive cable? We do have a sensitive cable. Perhaps. 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 Is it, perhaps. Are you still gone? Uh, yes, I'm back now. You are No, I'm, I'm back now. Sorry. Are you still gone? Yes, I'm back. <laughs> I know how words work. Um, I might occasionally twiddle that because it seems to be some, somewhat intermittent, but that's fine. Yep. So I believe this one is you. Yeah, so it looks it. That one and that dial. It seems to be... Well, actually, that's strange because it seems to be that this cable is influencing that cable. Aha, I think I've solved it. Everything's perfect. 